This is Chris McGregor. The work of Discerning Hearts really could not continue without your prayers and support. Between now and December 31st, please consider making a year-end tax-deductible gift. Click the Donate button on DiscerningHearts.com or inside the Discerning Hearts free app. Your generous support will allow us to continue the programming you have come to expect from us, like those from Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Monsignor John Essif, Archbishop George Lucas, and so many more. Please prayerfully consider supporting our mission, which is dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. Thank you, and God bless from all of us at Discerning Hearts. Discerning Hearts presents In Search of the Still Point with Dr. Regis Martin. In episode 21, Dr. Martin reflects on When the Dead Go Home to God. A friend of mine died the other day following a protracted illness and his passing was seen as a blessed and merciful release. And yet, right up to the very end, he remained fiercely resistant, refusing to go gently into that good night. Why is that? Does the prospect of heaven hold so little appeal that a life of continuing pain on earth appears preferable to going there? In his encyclical on Christian hope, Pope Benedict puts it this way, We do not want to die, neither do those who love us want us to die, and yet we do not want to continue living indefinitely, nor was the earth created with that in view. So what do we really want? In other words, what is life? There are moments, he says, when it suddenly seems clear Yes, this is what true life is. This is what it should be like. And yet, the curtain closes on that brief, tantalizing glimpse, and we see that what so often passes for life is not really life at all, only a counterfeit version, tricked out to resemble the real deal. And how do we know that? Because, for all the deception, These things do not, in fact, make us happy. And happiness is what we truly want, which is why when we pray, we are asking God to make us happy. The blessed life, St. Augustine calls it. But who really knows what this life could possibly mean? Even in those moments when we think we can reach out and touch it, moments of sheer ecstasis that illumine the high points of our lives. It escapes us, and we fall haplessly away, drawn once more in the downward direction of entropy and death. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Isn't this the great theme of the Christian life? And yet, While we are convinced that it isn't anything we possess at the moment, we are certain that it must exist. There is in us, says Augustine, a certain learned ignorance. We do not know what we would really like. We do not know this true life. And yet we know that there must be something we do not know, towards which we feel driven. That is beautifully put, I think, to which I would only add this. 
that if the whole point of life is to await the resurrection of the dead, then those who are already dead are that much closer to the blessed life, especially if they were to die in a state of grace, of genuine friendship with God, which appears to have been the nature of the relationship my friend had with God. And so he now knows that having crossed over to the other side, he no longer simply believes in an afterlife. He knows that it exists and that the whole ground of his hope was to get there, to arrive safely on the other side. Well, did he make it? Is he finally home, suffused with the love of God? Who knows? Which is why we are to commend the souls of the dead to the care of someone who from all eternity intended them for himself. Imagine the happiness of those looking on the face of God forever. It looks as if God really does want us, that, as the poet Charles Pagui daringly puts it, God needs his creature. He misses us. He who is everything needs him who is nothing. He who can do all things needs him who can do nothing. He who is everything is nothing without him who is nothing. What a staggering thought that is, that God, who in the eternity of his perfection requires nothing from us, nevertheless makes himself so vulnerable before us that he actually does need us, needs us to say yes to his offer of love. Why, it fairly takes one's breath away. And if that is how it is with God, who takes such pleasure in the company of his children, how could anyone possibly refuse the offer of his love and not wish to be ravished by an eros without end? Thanks for listening. This is Regis Martin in search of the still point. You've been listening to Dr. Regis Martin in search of the still point. For more episodes in this series, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it in our free Discerning Hearts app or on many other streaming platforms. Discerning Hearts is a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to evangelization and spiritual formation through the use of new media. To learn how you can support our mission, visit discerninghearts.com.